Before we get into today's episode of Faded Sports Pick'em, Dave and I want to remind you to always gamble responsibly. It's the only right way to gamble. You always have to have a game plan when you're gambling. That means knowing your unit size and knowing to never go all in when you're not ready to. It just it leads down a bad road. You're down to a bookie. You're borrowing money. There's no good outcome. So always have a game plan. Gamble responsibly. That's from the American Gaming Association. You can go to haveagameplan.org to help plan out your gambling tendencies as well as getting help if you are gambling a little too much. And to be honest, we all kind of get in over our head too many times from uh, from time to time. And they help you have a game plan, create a game plan for responsible gambling. Uh, if you have a emergency with a family member or friend or loved one, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER as well as text uh, 1-800-GAMBLER for immediate help. All right, let's get into today's episode of Faded Sports Pick'em. Yeah, I want to play root games. Welcome back to Faded Sports Pick. I'm alongside Dave Smith. I'm Miles Conrad. It's been a hell of a weekend in sports. I mean, the College World Series, Dave, the underdogs were barking like crazy. Unbelievable performances by Virginia, Mississippi State with a huge win, NC State with an even bigger win. Uh, lots of great stuff there. But I think the big news right now is what happens to Ben Simmons and the Philadelphia 76ers following their Game 7 loss, Dave. They said trust the process. Where are we in the process right now? The end of it. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, if this team was going to win, they were going to win now. That's just how it was. Yeah. It was. And it's unbelievable to me that they... They could not figure that out. But, I mean, Joel Embiid's obviously the, the centerpiece. There's no doubt in my mind about that, that he is the he is what it is. And Ben Simmons is the second guy. And when the second guy is not working for you, you trade him and you get a different one. Um, so yeah. I, I really do expect him to be on his way out. Unbelievable, man. And listen to this. Ben Simmons in the fourth quarter this series. Game one, two of two. Game two, zero, zero. Game three, one of one. And then game four, five, six, and seven, zero of zero. In the fourth quarter, uh, and especially last night, I mean, if Ben Simmons could have even added six or seven points in the fourth quarter, Philly would have won that game, I think. Because um, Trey Young didn't have his best night either. And, you know, again, the supporting cast of uh, the players around Trey Young really picked it up for him but wow i mean this is crazy in the nba and the nhl the the final four teams i mean it's just looking insane so far um but yeah how about that man the hawks which we thought were going to go down to the knicks in the first round are in the conference final absolutely insane yeah we look dumb now don't we <laughs> uh... But I mean, it's it's props to, to Trey Young. He did not have his best game last night at all, but he he made big shots and big shots were needed. And he still had double digit assists too. Mm -hmm. So different from Ben Simmons, who I mean, Ben Simmons in the in the last three games of the series 
had what five points, seven, eight point seven points. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. So that's just he he's he's on his way to to sitting on his couch. If he keeps playing like this. So I mean, it's just he's. I I really like. I always knew he was bad. I'm going to be honest here. There were, there were people that drew comparisons to Jason Tatum early on in his career. And I said, that's just, that's, that's BS. That's just yeah, not, that's, those yeah. two guys are, are not on the same level. And then early on, obviously they looked like it would have been Simmons rookie of the year there. And then he, he looked good, but it, it just, this is not him. Um, no. He's, he's got to figure out how to shoot the ball, how to shoot free throws, how to even shoot a, a 12 footer, just, just something has got to change in his game. He's a great defender. Um, he's a decent playmaker, but for him to get all the praise that he does, he, he needs to play a lot better. And he's, he's, he's got to revamp his game. Got to go hang out with Lethal Shooter or something. Something's got to change. Yeah, that's. I was just going to bring that up, Dave. You know, he's always put on this superstar status, um, and you know, they say it's a two-headed monster with him and Embiid. But really, you know, like you said, I mean, he really hasn't done much. And when you need it most in the playoffs, you know, that's that's really where the players shine, where, you know, they turn into superstars. We've seen that with Trey Young and Devin Booker this playoff run. Um, but, yeah, so now we've got the East final set with the Milwaukee Bucks, another team that we doubted, Dave. I mean, this is, you know, I think the East final is kind of just giving a big old F you to both of us because um, <laughs> – I'll tell you, man, I didn't see the Bucks getting out of the first round, much less the second round. Uh, and, you know, we can talk about that game too, Dave. What were your thoughts coming out of the game seven from the Bucks and the Nets? I mean, that was that was an incredible game. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Durant said it he said it best himself. He said that if if it if it weren't for his big ass feet, that the, the Bucks season <laughs> would be over, you know. But that's just it was an incredible game to watch and it was, it felt like both these games really felt like game sevens and it was just mm-hmm. incredible to see. And I mean, props to Giannis and the Bucks. They really, they, they came through when it was needed the most, even Giannis down the, I mean, in the first half, Giannis was just, he was letting that Brooklyn crowd get to him, especially the free throw line. Mm-hmm. And then in the second half, he made like seven or eight straight free throws. Crowds started getting quieter. Chris Middleton makes clutch shots when he needs to. Drew Holiday had an awful game, but he made like he went two for three in the fourth quarter. So that's just that was just just what he needed to do, and and it was incredible to see, and it was great to watch. And I'm very very, I'm I'm really excited for this 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 Bucks Hawks matchup. And let me tell you, if we can get a Hawks Suns NBA Finals, oh yeah, oh man, that would be incredible. All right, well, before we get to the East Final, uh, we've got the West Final tomorrow night, Game 2. Phoenix took Game 1, and they are heavily favored in Game 2, Dave. Phoenix, a six-point favorite. Uh, If you like the Clippers on the money line, they're a juicy plus 205. Over-under set at 224. Uh, Last game, uh, the Clippers obviously lost 120 to 114. In a close game, and again, Devin Booker, uh, just unbelievable performance. Uh, but Dave, let's let's get into the lines here, man. Phoenix, a heavy six point favorite here. Um, obviously, you know they they've got Chris Paul is out as well as Kawhi Leonard uh, still out as well. He's going to be done 
Um, are you liking Phoenix by six here, Dave? Yeah, I mean they they, they have. We know Kawhi Leonard is out here mm-hmm. um, in game two, and they have not announced whether or not Chris Paul will be able to play. He's listed as day to day at the current moment, according to Monty Williams. Um, I mean, six is a lot. Don't get me wrong, but just if if Devin Booker drops anywhere close to what he just did in game two, I just don't know if the Clippers can match it. They're their late game execution is just poor. Like it was just poor watching that game yesterday. And that was just, I really expected better from them, but you know, I I think the Clippers can cover that six point spread. I think we can keep it closer than that. Um, They're sitting a plus one ninety three money line right now. And that's tempting to take on its own. You know, Phoenix comes out as a four point favorite and then Devin Booker drops a 40 point triple double, which was absolutely unbelievable in its in its own right and they won by six mm-hmm. Devin Booker's never had a triple double before I don't think he'll do it again and they only won by six points and if Chris if Chris Paul I'm not going to take this line and obviously watch our book at sports page to see it um, once we get news on Chris Paul if Chris Paul's not playing I'm taking LA if Chris Paul is playing expect that line to move probably to seven or seven or eight and I'll still take it there I'll take Phoenix there um, but I don't know if Chris Paul's going to play. I don't expect him to, but we'll definitely keep an eye on that news here. If he, I, I would, I'm going to take LA now, but if Chris Paul plays, I'll take Phoenix. I like that call, Dave. Um, yeah, it's a lot of points, man. And like you said, uh, I mean, I'll just echo exactly what you said. Um, Devin Booker's put on one of the best performances in the playoffs that we've seen in, in a hot minute. Um, uh, but again, I don't think he's going to put on that performance again. That's going to be hard to replicate. And like you said, it was only a six point win. Um, and if the Clippers can clean up their late game shenanigans, man, I mean, that's, you know, that's been their story all playoffs. They've blown games at the end. Um, so I'm going to watch that line. And again, like Dave said, watch our book at sports app. Cause, uh, with Chris Paul, the lines could be fluctuating massively over the next uh, 24 hours leading up to the game. But, uh, yeah, Dave, I think I'm going to go with you there. I think I'm going to take the Clippers to cover that. Um, and, obviously, we'll have to stay tuned for the Chris Paul news. And then Wednesday, game one of the East Finals. And we've got the Hawks and the Bucks. Bucks have already opened up as a heavy Seven-point favorite, uh, over-under set at 226.5 right now. The money line for the Hawks is a juicy plus 250. Dave, I'll tell you right now, I'm I'm putting a unit on the Hawks to cover and half a unit, if not a unit, on Hawks money line here. I, I've got to. I feel like I have to. I mean, this Hawks team has been incredible in the postseason I mean, there's just there's no reason for me not to take them here. I mean, they've they've done nothing but been profitable this postseason. They were profitable in the regular season too, and the Bucks were not. And um, obviously, the Bucks have been have been covering as well. I mean, these are just two teams that have played really, really well. And I just I'm gonna have a hard time with this game and. Oh, man, I just really think that the Hawks are going to cover in this one. I think that um, it would not surprise me at all to see them take game one on the road. And for that plus 255 
money line right there. I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna throw money on that. There's no doubt about that. Um, yeah. I think Atlanta's gonna be an underdog in every single game of this series, as long as there's no major injury to Milwaukee. And I think I'm gonna take Atlanta on almost every single game of this series in the, on the money line. I just think they're gonna win enough for it to be profitable with the money lines that we're gonna see. Yeah. So, I think that's I think that's the move. I think I'll take Atlanta plus seven and I'll throw at least half a unit, if not a full unit. Absolutely. I think you have to here, man. Um, and I'm going to do it until it bites me in the ass. And it may do that in game one. But giving them that many points, again, like, I can't say I'm doubting the Bucks because they've proven me wrong every round up to this point and every game. But the Hawks are like a machine right now, man. And they proved... Even if Trey Young doesn't have his typical night, they still find a way to pull out a win. And I think I b- truly believe they're going to cover that big of a spread. And plus 250, I'll take that any day. Even if I'm putting half a unit on it. Plus 250 is insane. Um, that's just, that's Vegas really doubting the Hawks here and really thinking that Giannis is going to have a unbelievable series, which he could, but man, I tell you what, I really like that Hawks team. I really like them, Dave. Oh yeah. I mean, Giannis has been playing out of his mind recently. Um, but we, we just saw the Hawks play somebody who uh, he's obviously not as good as Giannis is, but he plays a similar play style and that's very strong defensively and can't really shoot the basketball and Ben Simmons. So, um, obviously, Giannis can do those things better than Ben Simmons can, but it's still a similar play style. We just watched them shut him down to not scoring double-digit points in any of the last three games of the series. So it would not surprise me at all to see the Hawks kind of slow Giannis down to a similar point. They won't stop him like they did, they did Ben Simmons because Giannis is just too good. But I'll definitely I'll, I'll, I'll throw a unit on that Hawks money line, and I'll definitely take them on the spread. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me at all to see that spread move more in Milwaukee's favor. We'll keep an eye on that. Um, of course, we've got about 40, 48 hours, a little more than that, until um, until that Hawks-Bucks game one. So we'll keep an eye on that line and definitely watch our Bucket Sports page there. For sure. And, again, if you can get in on Hawks plus 250 right now, because, again, it could start going more in favor of the Bucks, or Vegas could move it the other way. And start hedging that way as well. So, uh, yeah, like Dave said, uh, listen in and pay attention to our Book It Sports app uh, because we uh, we always put stuff on there. So, moving to the NHL quickly, we've got the Islanders and Lightning in a Game 5 tonight. Uh, Lightning are a favorite tonight, minus 183 on the money line. Uh, by one and a half is plus 163. Uh, this has been a very close series so far. And the Islanders, after a huge win a couple nights ago, uh, turned this into a three-game series now, best of three, and that's going to be the same way uh, with the Montreal-Vegas series as well. Um, but I'm going to take the Lightning here. Um, again, I think they are just way... Uh, they're so determined right now, and Andre Vasilevsky, he's going to tighten up. He's been given way too, way too easy goals up. Very uncharacteristic for a world class goalie uh, like Andre Vasilevsky, and that's the same with uh, Carey Price for Montreal. But uh, I love Tampa Bay here. I see a very, very tight game here. Here's a great play here. 
the under on our book is plus 113. So plus value on under five. And I see a two to one, maybe three to one game for Tampa Bay here. Uh, I expect a very low scoring game and you're giving me plus money on that. I'm going to take it. So my play here is if you can parlay the Tampa Bay money line and the under of five, I would get on it. Um, because I really see the Lightning uh, taking this game here at home and then going back to uh, Long Island to close out the series. And it's going to be a close defensive uh, just war tonight. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the over-under is 1-2-1 and one here in this series. And, um, I mean, there's just no real reason for me to sit here and think the under is not the play here. Um Obviously, I mean, I like the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay to win this game, um, but that money line of 183 is a little too much for me at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. And that plus one and a half for New York, also minus 183 is a little too much for me at the moment. So I think my only play as of right now, of course, we're sitting here about six or so hours from um, the puck drop here, but I, I just, I like that under there. I'll take that under a plus value there. You know, anytime we can get plus value on something that I would take it at at, at minus one ten or even a little little higher, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that plus value. Absolutely. And then last night we saw Montreal uh, absolutely break my heart and blow a uh, one goal lead uh, to Vegas. Uh, Vegas was buzzing all game and especially in the third period, and it was just too much for Carey Price. And then you know instantly in. Overtime, Vegas got out of Montreal with a win. And again, you know, Dave, we, uh, we've we kind of called this exactly. Both teams were going to split the series at home. Uh, you know, Montreal picked up a game in Vegas. Vegas picked up a game in Montreal. And now we've got a best of three with Vegas, home ice advantage. I don't know how, you know, again, I've loved Montreal uh, all series, but Vegas is going to be... Um, I mean, that building's just going to be going berserk Tuesday night. Um, and the Vegas money line is very heavy here, minus 240. Um, that is really, really way too juicy for me, uh, unless you're going to add it to a parlay piece. But again, this has been such a close series, that's nowhere near a guarantee. Um, the only play I really like in this game again, is the under a five at plus value, uh, plus 115 on our book right now. Um, again, we've seen just a tight battle every single game with these teams, uh, including last night, a two-to-one overtime thriller. Um, I'm going to take the under again in, uh, in the Vegas-Montreal game as well, Dave. That's my only play here. Yeah, and I'm really not... Um... This is a game that I, I just don't really want to touch the 10-foot pole right now um, on the over-under or um, spread. Or I mean, I think that we'll definitely keep an eye on our book and sports page here, but I, I just like – I'm going to watch the money lines in this one. If I can if I can just get a little bit more value out of the Montreal money line, I'll throw a unit on that. But if it doesn't move any higher than plus 200, if I can get it at plus 210, plus 215, even maybe plus 205, I'll throw a unit on it. Um, but I, I just, I like this Montreal team a lot. I love what they've done this postseason. Um, cause you know, not a lot of people expect them to be here. 
right now. Mm-hmm. So it's just, um, I think their Cinderella story, Cinderella story will continue. And I think we can get a game seven out of this series, but I just don't know if they'll take this one in here in Vegas, but that value there at plus, if I get it higher than plus 200, I'll definitely lay it on that one. And that'll be my only play in this game. Mm-hmm. All right, Dave, let's move to Omaha with the college world series. And let's talk about them dogs, man. Uh, Will Bednar and Landon Sims combining for 21 strikeouts, the most ever in a College World Series game for the Mississippi State Bulldogs. And look, that was a pure clinic put on by the Bulldogs, even in danger in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, And it was dangerous. (laughs) I'll be honest. It's never easy with any Mississippi State team. Um, But, wow, that was just a pitching clinic put on. And you got to love from uh, Lamonis and the entire coaching staff of leaving Landon Sims out there. And it was his game. There's nobody warming up in the bullpen. They let him uh, play that game all the way out, which I love to see. You know, you want to give confidence to your pitchers and let them, you know, continue through that game, uh, even in trouble. And there were a few sketchy calls from the uh, home plate umpire. Uh, There were really a lot of low balls that he called strikes and then some in the strike zone that he called balls. So it it was uh, pretty inconsistent from that end. But a two to one victory for the Mississippi State Bulldogs over the Texas Longhorns, a just electrifying game, Dave. Unbelievable. Some of those, some of those calls in that bottom of the ninth inning was oof. I mean that that game should have ended a little bit earlier than it did. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously Landon Sims is one of the best pitchers in all of baseball, um, especially one of the best relievers, one of the best closers. So there's just there's no doubt that was going to be it was his game to, to win or lose. It was it was him out there. If they were going to lose that game, it was going to be at the hand of Landon Sims. But he doesn't he does not blow games often to say the least. So. I really I love the performance there, and obviously Texas had a great game themselves pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they com- combined they set the most they set the record for the most strikeouts between two teams in a College World Series game, and obviously we said the majority of them. But in order to break a record like that, uh, Texas has to do their part. So it was a pitching clinic put on by both teams. Obviously, Mississippi State was able to pick up two runs in one inning there, and that's that's all they needed. That's all Bednar and Sims needed there to close that out. What a what a pitching performance. Obviously, we loved the over in that game. Mm-hmm. And both these, both those teams, Texas and Mississippi State, between the two of them, have definitely had the electric bass to do it. But there was just nothing really going on there. It was a great, great pitching performance to watch there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, just, uh, you know, these teams had put up so many runs in every game uh, in the regular season, as well as in the postseason, in the regionals and the super regionals. You know, the pitching had been great for both teams. But the bats have, like you said, just been electrifying. Um, And, man, just a pitching duel uh, put on. And so that leads Mississippi State to play Virginia. Uh, And Mississippi State is a slight favorite in that game uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, Mississippi State minus 120 uh, by a run and a half. Mississippi State's odds are at plus 140. The over-under is setting at eight and a half here. Um, and after such a just pitching duel, 
I'm hammering the over here. I think the bats are going to come alive uh, for both teams. Um, I love the over of eight and a half here, and especially if we can get it to drop to eight, um, I would love it even more because um, I, I definitely think there's eight, nine, if not ten runs being scored in this game. I think Mississippi State's getting at least six runs in this game. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what performance problem for Virginia here real quick, Miles? I'll give you a little mm-hmm. bit you deserve here. You, I had, I had Tennessee winning that game and you, you liked Virginia. You liked them with that, that plus value there. And they just rocked Tennessee. There was, that game was not close from the get go. It was an incredible performance put on by Virginia. And, um, I, I just don't think they'll be able to keep that going here against Mississippi state. I like that plus 140 at minus one for Mississippi State minus one and a half at plus 140 I think has great value to it there and obviously I'm going to ride with you here on the over um I think every single game that Mississippi State plays the over just feels like a smart bet um especially um I just don't think Virginia is as good as Texas is obviously their 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 pitching will not be as strong but it, it um I think it's definitely a, a game to tune into here it's going to be fun to watch I think this could be I agree with you. They could turn out to be a score fest here. Yeah, man. Uh, Virginia is, I mean, Virginia is going to score too, but again, Tennessee was just, I mean, they just laid an egg. Um, I think anybody could have blown out Tennessee in that game, any of these teams. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think their, uh, their little streak is going to stop here. Um, Mississippi state. I love that call day by running a half. Um, like I said, I think Mississippi State scoring minimum six, uh, if not seven. Give me Virginia scoring two or three runs. We've hit the over and that. I love that call, Dave. Let's ride with it, man. Absolutely great call there. Oh yeah, I mean, I think it's it's that'll that'll be a fun one to watch too. And I think another fun game to watch tomorrow afternoon will be that Tennessee Texas game. Absolutely great segue there, Dave. Texas a minus one thirty favorite over Tennessee. Uh, again, this over under set at eight and a half. Uh, Texas by a run and a half is plus one forty five. If you like Tennessee, they are plus one ten, and their plus value on the run and a half uh, is minus one sixty five. Uh, look, Dave, I think I'm gonna. I think my only play here is going to be the under. Um, I think Texas is a a really good team as well. Um, I think I may go opposite of the Mississippi State one. I think I'll go under in this game. And then I think I'm going to take Texas by a run and a half here at plus 145. Uh, you took the words right out of my mouth there on that under call. I think that, that is going to be the play there. Um, neither of the bats are really alive there. And Texas and Tennessee, both, they both have pitching. There's, there's no doubt about that. Obviously, Tennessee did not come out and show it. But, I mean, Tennessee pitchers all year have been, have been decent, at, to say the least. So... Um, and I think Texas will, will come out and, and put on a similar pitching performance there. And I'm not confident enough in that, in that, in that by running a half there, but I think the Texas money line is worth taking there. I like Texas in this game to end Tennessee season. I'll throw half a unit on that, um, minus 130, and I'll take a unit on the under in this game of eight and a half. Great call there, Dave. Uh, we've also got NC State and Vanderbilt. Uh, I mean, this has the makings of a just instant classic as well. Um, NC State with a massive opening day win over Stanford. 
uh, and Vanderbilt. You know, the Vanderbilt-Arizona game, that was an excellent baseball game as well. Arizona in extra innings, you cannot load the bases up for Vanderbilt twice. They're going to they're gonna bite you on one of them. Uh, Arizona's pitching was able to get out of one of it, uh, one of the innings, like the 10th or 11th or whatever it was. Uh, but Vanderbilt's a good team and showed uh, showed why, man. Uh, but Vanderbilt at NC State, Vanderbilt minus 200. And Vanderbilt by a run and a half is minus 135. Um, Dave, I may be a little biased here. I'm taking NC State on the money line plus 160 here, half a unit on that. I'm going a full unit on NC State plus one and a half runs at plus 115. The over-under, I'm going to stay away from in this game. Um, I think if NC State has a chance in here, their pitching is going to have to really limit Vanderbilt's bats. Um, and I can see like a, you know, four to two type game here. Uh, but I, I love NC State at least keeping it close in this game. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, Vanderbilt's story for the most part of the year has been their pitching has been elite, and their bats have have been above average, to to, to put it lightly. I think that, um, and I just, I love this game here. I love this matchup here because NC State is going to put up runs, and it's going to come down to whether or not the Vanderbilt bats can come alive and be able to keep themselves in this game. And I, I agree with you here. I'm taking a unit on the NC State money line at plus 160, I just think that Vanderbilt is is not going to come out and be able to put up seven runs again like they did against Arizona just because that their their bats have not shown to be consistent enough against two really good teams in three days. I don't think that they'll be able to do that twice. And NC State has shown that they can do that, um, especially against a team as good as Arkansas. They they beat them twice in three days, and obviously that first game wasn't pretty, but this team this NC State team is, has been fun to watch, and it, I think they'll they'll put themselves in the driver's seat uh, for a chance to move on to the championship of uh, the championship series. There, I just I, I like this NC State team. I'm falling in love with them here, and I'll take a unit on plus one sixty on the money line, and just because why not? I'll throw a unit on that plus one fifteen, plus one and a half on them. There, I love this NC State team t- team here, and I think it could come back to bite us in the ass. Here's Vanderbilt's not a team to play, <laughs> but um, I just think with how hot NC State is right now, I'll, I'll definitely roll with them. Well, it's going to be an exciting game, and the first pitch is about to be thrown in Stanford and Arizona in an elimination game. And, uh, you know, by the time you're hearing this, this game is going to be probably near about over. Uh, but this should be a fun one to watch as well. Um, it's tough that these, these are two teams that have just had amazing seasons, and it's going to come to an end today. Uh, for one of them, um, but a lot of good stuff in college baseball. Uh, again, I'm super excited to watch the NC State Vanderbilt game tonight, and then tomorrow again a full slate of Tennessee and Texas in the afternoon, and ending the night with Virginia and Mississippi State. Uh, it's going to be great. I mean, it's been great so far, Dave, and it's looks like it's only going to get better. Yeah, I mean, this has just been such a fun postseason for college baseball and obviously this this omaha is is one of the best things in all of college sports for sure i mean this is just fun to watch um and 
obviously for entertainment purposes in the public eye, baseball is not the the craziest sport to watch, but um, Omaha really gives it some craziness and it really brings it a lot of fun to see here because you've got these college kids having their, I mean, you lose two games, your season's over at any given round. So um, that's just a beautiful thing to see. It's fun to watch. And I think we've got a lot of fun in store here. I think that um, I just love for NC State to put themselves in the driver's seat and Mississippi State to put themselves in the driver's seat tomorrow. Because um, obviously uh, the winner of these two winner games will have to be beaten twice by the same team um, here. So it's, it's just it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think it could be setting up for us to see a Mississippi State-NC State matchup in the title game. And obviously um, – it could end up just being Vanderbilt, Virginia. We could be way off here, but I, I just, <laughs> we're in agreement here. It's going to be fun to see um, a lot of good baseball to come here in Omaha. Well, no matter how it ends up, it's going to be a fun ride to the finish. And if we can get Mississippi State and NC State in the final, that will just be fantastic. Uh, man, so there's just so much good things going on right now, Dave. I mean, it's it's been so much fun. We expected a fun weekend and we got it. A great Father's Day weekend with the US Open as well. John Rahm, what a performance uh on Sunday. I mean, just birdieing the last two holes to secure a finish and then having to wait for Louis Ustays in to choke it away the last five holes. I mean, it was uh uh great to see John Rahm uh get a US Open championship especially after that mess uh, with the COVID, COVID stuff that he dealt with uh, just two two or three weeks ago, man. What a uh, – just great to see John Rahm win that. I mean, that was um, – he opened up as the favorite and he closed as the winner. So that's just how that rolls right there. Uh, we were talking about it last week. Um, we were looking at other guys to kind of – uh, put on a performance there, and obviously Phil Mickelson was getting the most bets there. But it was it just we had to look no farther than the first name on the list there. Uh, we talked about how that that plus nine hundred value is still great value uh, for Rom, especially after like you said what he went through with COVID, um, with that COVID just BS. But um, you know it's it's great to see him uh, get get that win there. Absolutely. Well, it's going to be a great next couple days. Uh, in college baseball, the NBA, and the NHL. And we will for sure be talking to you in a few days. Uh, we'll have a much clearer picture for the route to the College World Series championship game. And game two of the West final will be over. We'll see how game one of the East final plays out in the NBA. And we'll get a clearer picture uh, after another couple games in the NHL. Lots to look forward to. Be sure you stay tuned to our Book It Sports app at Faded Sports Pick'em, where we post our daily picks. And we hope to see you there and join that great community of gamblers. For Dave Smith, I'm Miles Conrad. Thank you so much for tuning in to our Monday edition of Faded Sports Pick'em. We'll talk to you soon. Faded Sports Pick'em.